Welcome to the Ethos Forum podcast, an exploration of leadership in higher education. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. This is the third episode of a discussion I had with Professor Saki Pretorius, Deputy Vice-Chancellor of Research at Macquarie University in Australia. In this conversation, I start by asking Saki to discuss the essential support for early career researchers, who he regards as the heart of the university. Saki, I want to um, explore a little further the idea of the support that you provide to emerging leaders. Universities have not got a good reputation in supporting and nurturing young leaders. What would you like to see universities do more of to build a culture of learning to lead? I'm thinking back of my own PhD many years ago in New York, where I worked for a formidable scientist who was prepared to spend time with me as a PhD student and mentor me a lot broader than just my own field that I was doing my research in. And he said once to me, on the spectrum of the kind of universities and research environments that you will find yourself in, in the very worst case scenarios, if you really have a bad university, they are factories of unhappy people. If you have a good university, you have multiple people, senior people, that take the development of leadership skills, adaptability, open-mindedness, human interaction skills very seriously. Sometimes, even if you have good intentions to do that in your university, the resources are not always there and it's the easiest thing to cut when the budgets are tight. You can't do this, you can't send as many postdocs, for example, to one of your courses mm. or you can't do this X, Y or Z. But you do have to find, even in tight budget environments, your postdocs and what we try and do here on all the committees, operational committees but also our governance committees, I always have HCR candidates there. HDR candidates in your governance committees? Absolutely. So they are learning about how the university <coughs> operates? Absolutely. They learn how to operate, but sometimes they come up with not always a brilliant idea, but a good question mm-hmm. that makes you think of a brilliant idea mm-hmm. and things that you haven't think of. Mm-hmm. And in the operational committees, even more useful is sometimes you think you're doing the right thing and you provide the best support. But if you do it in this way, you might even do a lot better in terms of driving research at your university. So I value that and I'm absolutely public in that in any of my town hall meetings. I am not ashamed of saying my favorite people, my favorite cohort within the university where I work are the HCR candidates, the early career researchers and their supervisors. Mm. Those are the people that I spent a lot of time Because they are the future of the organisation? They're the future, but they're also the heart of your achievements in research. Mm-hmm. And by telling them that, emphasising it, resourcing that, providing the opportunities, they know that they are key. They're part and parcel of the research workforce. These people you want to become leading researchers, but we need to ensure that some of them become research leaders. Yes. It's a very important distinction that you make there. Sometimes people become very brilliant 
researchers and sometimes even leading smaller teams, but they don't have the instinctive skills, intuitive skills to become a leader that can inspire. Mm -hmm. You have to find those people in the cohort of the young ECRs and ACR candidates that come through the university to find people that has an interest wider than just leading their one narrow mm -hmm. discipline. Mm -hmm. And it's those people that I normally try and incorporate into our strategic think tanks, into our operational committees, on our governance committees. But often I meet with them one-on-one -on -one and I ask them, what would stop you in five years' time, you'll be this. Yes. And of course the requests sometimes are not affordable, mm. but I make a, a decent effort to try and take as many hurdles mm. out of the way as possible. Mm. But you have to believe that. You can't do this as tokenism or managerialism. Mm. You can't be, I do it because I'm the DVCR and I want to be liked. You have to be respected because people should know that these are your values, these are the things that you genuinely believe in, and there is evidence that you have done that mm. in your time at the university. You mentioned that there are some people who you will bring together and, and ask these questions about what would stop you from achieving this level of research outcome, etc. So you're identifying particular people. Now, some people you will see are going to be leading researchers, they're going to be clearly very high achieving in their field, but some people you spot as research leaders, people who will have that ability to inspire, as you said. What do you see in these people? What are the characteristics that you see in the way they operate day to day that lead you to identify some people as really worth nurturing as potential leaders? The first thing that you observe is, here is a smart person in front of me. They're intelligent, they're talented. The second quality that you see, I'm self-driven and I'm motivated. The third is almost the most important one for me. If you see a person that has a purpose in life, mm. if they're purpose-driven, they want to make a difference in, let's say, I want to make sure that we produce palm oil and not from palm trees because we are deforesting areas where the orangutans will not have a habitat anymore. So if they have a purpose yes. that's clearly articulated around the contribution their research could make in the future, yeah. that is something which, that longer term view of their contribution of research is something that you pick up and notice and say, this yes. is something that... And that other people notice and bring to my attention uh -huh. because as an individual, it would be very hard for me to interact with our 2,500 HER candidates. But as cohort, when I talk, some of them take the opportunity to come and talk to me. Mm. But there are other supervisors in the room, they pick it up, or some supervisors pick up that I have not only a talented student in front of me, I have somebody who's purpose-driven, self-motivated, highly talented, and has the adaptability. Mm. Future leaders will have to adapt. We're living in a world where, if it wasn't true before, change is so constant. It's unpredictable. You have to just engage with it and you need leaders that can say, here is coronavirus devastating the higher education sector at the moment in Australia. You can't tackle the macro force at the moment. There's nothing that you can do that can stop that coronavirus or a political decision. 
But what you can do is, how do you adapt and work with that challenge and find even inspiration and, dare I say, joy in trying to find solutions mm. to those challenges. People that can deal with complexity. People that don't look for an either or, but can work with this and that. The wisdom of and or the tyranny of or. Yes. If you can deal <laughs> yeah. with that and you identify people with even if it's underdeveloped, but it's there. The kernel of those qualities are there, and you can spot that. My worry is always, how many do I miss? I must miss a lot. Mm. And it's for that reason why I think leadership fora, like the ones that you run, there has to be resources available if people put up their hands, and I want to enroll mm. for this. Yes, it's probably a competitive round mm. in your university to get there, but the cream will come to the top and hopefully we will have the resources to sponsor those people. So joy in complexity, purpose-driven, and the ability to inspire are evidence of people that are the cream that is coming to the top, where they are actually showing that they are worthy of investment. Those are the people that drive the engine room of mm. every university's research endeavor mm. and academic endeavor. And your ability as a current leader to identify these people and nurture them is fundamental to your job. Absolutely. I see that my number one priority in my job. Mm. Saki, on that note, thank you very much for speaking with the Ethos Forum podcast today. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You have been listening to Professor Saki Pretorius, Deputy Vice-Chancellor of Research at Macquarie University in Australia. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. This is one of many discussions with leaders in the diverse and complex world of universities and research organisations, and more broadly across higher education. I encourage you to seek out further discussions on the Ethos Forum podcast.